Welcome to What's With These Homies Talking About Weezer. I'm your host, Matt Apodaca, and today we're talking Weezer's 11th album, Pacific Daydream. Released on October 27th, 2017, this was seen as a step toward the modern Weezer era. Whew. Uh, okay. uh, to discuss the album, I'm joined by a very special guest. You know I'm from freaking everything, okay? What things would you like me to mention, Will? Uh, uh, men- mention that I'm at the UCB Theater with you. I'm a performer there. Yes, that's very generous for, to say that you're there with me. Uh, uh, you're uh, <laughs> we are we are both there. We're both there. That's true. Uh, you know, I'm from this podcast. Screw it. We're just going to talk about the Beatles. Yeah, that's probably the most relevant for right? this for this show. Uh, and then you have another podcast. Screw it. We're just going to talk about comics. Is that's, that what that's it is? right? My brother and I do one where we talk about comic books. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Broad City, Arrested Development, Comedy Bang Bang, everything that you like. Jeez, it's Louise. Will Hines. Hey, Matt. Thanks so much for having me. Thank oh, you. So excited. Thank you for collaborating with me on the intro. I wrote <laughs> freaking. Every, I mean, my notes love- say you know. Oh, and also. Uh, you have two improv books. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's a weird thing to plug because I feel like if you're somebody who'd be interested in it, you've probably heard you, of them. You've got the book. Or or, yes. or, or you don't you don't need to hear about it. I, but I, I have written two improv books and it was really fun to do. I wonder if anyone who has no interest in learning improv yeah. or performing improv has ever read a book about it. I mean, I, it'd be like reading about jazz if you don't like jazz. Yeah, I, I would, just like, I, what I would, would draw that. you to it? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there's no entry point for me. I don't care about yeah. the notes they're not playing. Right, right. <laughs> that's the only thing I know about it. Yeah, yeah. What's the notes they're not playing? Yeah, it's like, okay, well, I've... You've got it, got it figured out, it sounds like. I have it figured out, but I guess my taste is... Just play the notes that I want that you're gonna that you want me to hear. I'd rather focus on the things that you are playing. Is yeah, what you're yeah. Saying. Thank you. Like don't, I, don't be coy with me. Yeah, don't trick me to thinking about a song that I didn't hear. Yeah. What? How manipulative is jazz? Jazz, you're canceled. <laughs> Sorry, jazz. Uh, Will, thank you for being here. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and so, I, I love this album, and I think I'm one of the only people who does. <laughs> so it's good that I'm here. <laughs> I was fell back in my chair. The, the lumbar support in this chair, not good, too loose. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is something I'm very interested in. But before we even get to there, yeah, I want to know sort of what your general take on uh-huh. Weezer is. Right. Yeah. I've heard I, people's answer to this question is interesting. I, I'm not far off from a lot of people. Well, okay, I was I think 24 when the Blue album came out, uh-huh. and I loved it. Yes, and uh, you know they were, and I was full in on Weezer. Um, that's like the that almost is like the perfect age for I mean, it because that's I think that's how old Rivers was when it. When I'm he did. I am Rivers' age, which okay. I think informs indirectly a lot of my relationship to Weezer albums. Interesting, because as he has gotten out of touch and older, so have I. <laughs> so like when it offends other people that he is like oh, this old man's trying to sound young, I'm like yeah, this old man's trying to sound young. <laughs> like I really do think yeah, it's endearing to me. Sure, it okay. is. Yeah. So yeah, 24 that album came out, and I, I thought they were going to be like one hit wonders. I was like, I was a big Nirvana grunge fan. So in a way, Weezer and Green Day and even Blink Blink One Eighty Two and stuff were like a step down, uh-huh. like related, but but more childish and juvenile at first. Yes, but then I was like, oh no, they're um, you know, after not too many listens, I was like, oh, they're great. Like they're Weezer has a lot more going on than just the catchiness of it, and they're way right. cooler. And I and I realized that Weezer and Green Day were like they were awesome. They just they were just different than what had come before. I don't know if I've mentioned how much I love Green Day on this podcast. I'm sure it must have come up at some point. I can't imagine anybody who doesn't love the Blue Album not loving Dookie. To me, they're like sibling albums. Yeah, they're, you know, released around the same time. They're similarly joyful. They're sort of you know juvenile on purpose. Yeah, you know, Green Day more so, but like you know, they're both kind of like shamelessly embracing the things that they love. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, so th- then then Pinkerton came out, whatever, a couple years later. And, and like everybody else, at first I was like, oh, this is worse. But then I loved it. And uh, since then, I, I always listen to a Weezer album right when it comes out. Here's okay. my rel- Since yeah. the first two albums, I always listen to it right when it comes out. And then I'm always disappointed. <laughs> yeah. But then somehow it never stops me from being excited about the next one. Yeah. So there's basically been two albums that thrilled me unconditionally. And that every single time there's a Weezer album, I'm psyched. I feel and like... And I think it'll be that way as long as they do albums. I think I'm in the same spot as you. I'm sort of like a dog who doesn't realize doesn't you're not learn. throwing a ball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sort of like, oh, great, he's going to throw it. I'm just going to go chase after it. <laughs> I mean, I think because there's... I, you know, Whatever they do right is still so good. Yes. You know, even though compared to their best, they're always lacking. You know, I'm a huge Beatles fan, and it reminds me a lot of my relationship to Paul McCartney, which is mm-hmm. like, he's never going to be the no. coolest Paul, but I'm always interested in what Paul does. I like Weezer albums more than that. I mean, like, I am always legit excited when a Weezer album comes out. And I, I don't know. And there's always at least two songs that I love. And yeah, there is a song on this album that I don't want to. I don't want to get too far ahead. That I do think is genuinely beautiful. Oh, I, I think I know yeah. which one it is. Okay. And it's my favorite track. It's probably yours too. I think it's very, it's, very good. It's a standout track. It's because it, it's just. It, I mean, we'll get we'll get to it, yeah. to them, of course. But have you I ever just think Rivers' yeah. voice, man, is so good. I mean, I know this is such a simplistic thing to say. Yeah. But I like anything he sings, even the Teal album, even though they were like, you yeah, get, you'll, you'll get to that. I think next. Probably that. I think that's the next one. Yeah. Um, you know, even though there's a sort of like, I don't know. Uh, first thought covers with not really an original take. Right. Just hearing his voice karaoke. do it. Karaoke. Yeah. Rivers doing karaoke. I love it. Like oh, his voice yeah. is so good. I don't want to hear somebody bad at singing do karaoke. His voice is magic. He's and- gotten a lot better even as he's gotten older too. He's done some work to preserve those young pipes. <laughs> I just always, if Rivers is singing, I want to hear it. Yeah. And, um, and so I don't know, man. That guy's got he got given a magic voice. He and got I, he got given something great. I feel like on this album too, he really like stretches it and like really shines yes. on some of the there's some really great vocal performances on this album. I agree. And uh, I love it. I think this might So I my relation yeah. to Weezer is co- pretty constant fan yeah. like everybody else. I like the first two best. Mm-hmm. But I I think I forgive him more easily than everybody, and I think it's because I'm his age. Yeah, that's very I think that's interesting. That's exactly why. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that that's never come up. That hasn't come uh, up. Also, I think yeah. he went to high school in Stores, Connecticut. Okay. And I went to or Mansfield, Connecticut, and I went to college in Mansfield, Connecticut. Whoa. And it's like this very beautiful sort of leafy part of the state which feels a million miles from everywhere in both good and bad ways uh-huh. like peaceful but also nobody gives a shit about <laughs> this part of the country yeah you feel you can feel both ignored but also yourself and I, and i think if he had some part if that's right and i think that is right um i feel a kinship with him yeah that's like a place I, I somebody was bringing somebody brought up Vermont earlier today, like at work, and I was just like in my mind, I was like, I'll never go there. Like I just like it's a place in my mind that I'm sure is must be great and has value, yeah. but it just seems like a, a place that I'll never step foot. The, I, I just that don't is think I'll ever not get a there. ton of reason to have Vermont as your destination. Yeah, like, you're not a skier, and I don't ski. I don't. What else do you do there? Uh, I mean, that's it. Freeze. I don't know. People like, listening to this from Vermont, I'm very sorry. I'm sure you have a very lovely state. It's uh, beautiful. Oh, it's be- it's a gorgeous like. Yeah. Forests and lakes and hills. Unless yeah. there was like a something pulled me there, I don't see me going there on purpose. Yeah. Like, uh, and then there's plenty of states like that. Like, I don't think I'll ever go to, uh, you know, Mississippi or something. Yep. Right. Why would you? Why would I? 
There's a whole How chunk. many states would you go to? There's like five. You know, like yeah. everybody in the country probably thinks about going to New York, California, Been there. Been Texas. There. Yeah. May, you know, I haven't been uh, to Texas. Uh, Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Seattle. Florida seems like kind of a – New yeah. Orleans. You've There's named like, five that I've been to, and I'm from one of them. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. like, haven't traveled a lot because, I yeah. mean, I'm from – Southern California, yeah. I can do, I can do desert. I can do mountains. Yeah. I can do ocean. New England is a weird place city. to think about going to, unless you're a millionaire going to your country house or uh Well, that's when I will go is when I strike it big and yeah, when I get away huge. from the simple folk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to get up into Maine into some mansion like, yeah. you know, with your own boat on the road. So I could sort of take some nibbles at some lobster and then throw the rest away. Just throw it in your butler's face. <laughs> yeah. Get this out of my face and don't you eat it. Yeah. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever seen... Them live? Yes. You have? Uh, Some twice, once in like 2002 or something. Okay. And uh, it was up in Connecticut. It was outside of Hartford. It was 2002, 2003. So this would have been right after Green Album, like around the Maladroit era. Yeah, it was around Maladroit time. Dashboard Confessional opened. Whoa. When were they at? Maybe it was a little later. Was this after? This was after Spider-Man Vindicated. (laughs) <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Yeah, yeah. So it must have been a little later. It yeah. was like 2004 or 5. Wow. Um, yeah, because Dashboard opened, which made the emo part of Weezer seem not emo enough. I mean, after Dashboard was so emo. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just And I just remember, oh, you know, I think that's the only time I've seen Weezer live, actually, was this show. Um, I loved it. Yeah. You know, it, it was kind of like a... Uh, we're fans newly realizing it's never going to be the Weezer of old. Sure. But it, aren't they great? And just so many songs the crowd gets into. So many songs, even back then. Yes. This is pre-Beverly Hills. Okay, so in, yeah. In terms of songs that the whole crowd instantly knows. Yeah, absolutely. But like every single Blue Album track, the place explodes. I've seen them, I mean, I've seen them many times. But one of the times I've seen them have the most fun was at uh, the El Rey at a weird show that I think I have talked about before, but it was like a cancer benefit show. Okay. Uh, and like Mark McGrath was the MC weird. of this thing. Yep. And it gets stranger and stranger. I'll just uh, catch you up on it though. Uh, there was a celebrity all-star band. Uh, so that was fronted by him. And then there were rotating singers, but the other people in the band were um, Scott on uh, bass from Weezer, okay. um, Dave Navarro, sure. uh, and the drummer from Rage Against the Machine. And then the rotating singers were Juliet Lewis. Lewis, Mark McGrath, and um, the late uh, Chester Bennington, who uh, Mark McGrath called the greatest rock singer of all time. Yeah. And then uh, they presented it a, an award for because uh, it was uh, for it was a cancer charity. I wish I remember the name of it. That would be helpful. Uh, I'll look it up. It's something Kiss. I can't remember. It's a, a, lo- okay. a local charity here, uh, and uh, they're presenting an award to someone who's done a lot for the charity, mm-hmm. uh, and um, like has gone to hospitals in character to be with the kids and stuff. Okay, uh, and it was it was Johnny Depp, and they well, brought out Johnny Depp, sweet. and this was I'll tell you this will maybe. Less than 10 days after these allegations. Oh. Of, <laughs> so he came out to tepid re- applause. <laughs> and it was, it was yeah. crazy. Was it the allegations about the dogs or the beating uh, women? Uh, about the beating women, okay, yes. Yeah. yeah. And so it was just like, yeah. I mean, yeah, we had moved past the dogs. The dogs were in our rearview mirror. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at this point we were just like, oh, I don't know. And then there was a, a call 
for more applause. Like, guys, come on, it's Johnny Depp. And then yeah. we were all like, mm, okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we were just not excited to see him. And he talked for too long. Yeah. And then they auctioned his guitar at the end for starting bid $3,000. Wow. Uh, but Weezer, the, the Weezer was the headlining act of this thing. And they did like a greatest hit set. Oh. And God damn, it was so fun. I bet. Especially after all this awkwardness. It was so crazy. And we just wanted a, a nice moment of relief. And they gave yeah. it to us in like a really tight, like 45 minutes minute set it was great that's awesome yeah it was so cool and we were it was at the el rey and i don't know if you've ever been there before but that's a sort of smaller yeah that's venue. a great place yeah, to see Weezer. it was oh really really God. cool i saw them at, i forget what the arena was but it was a it was a big yeah it's a big place like you know normal rock band joint yeah i've been being surprised at how much they rocked yes live. like i still think of them as kind of emo pop punk yes and of course they have pretty heavy guitars always Me- yeah heavy and guitars. they really rock in concert like you know big they they had like fire works or some kind of like pyrotechnic display yeah. and the big illuminated W behind them and I was like oh they're like when you see that closer w, to Van Halen than they are to well uh, that's what I mean uh, they're going that way too with uh I've seen the Mountain Goats also and that's a great show oh I'm sure but I'm just saying in yeah. terms of style yes it is really funny because yeah they sort of present that way but they're actually like actually we fucking whip ass and then like <laughs> they just like river starts shredding yeah uh and that man can shred and then when you yeah. see when you see that big uh, lit up W Oh boy! I mean, I felt it's baptized. like a Christmas tree. I felt baptized <laughs> every time I go. I'm like, okay, we're in for some fun. Yeah, that's this, great. This, they're great. They're yeah. great. Uh, and they've added some more theatrical elements to their live shows. I highly recommend seeing them, uh, in the, even again. in this day and age. I'm gonna go. Again. Uh, he still sounds great. His voice sounds. Oh great. Oh my god! That's the thing I love about seeing him is that he sounds like how you expect him to sound yeah. live. Yeah. I mean, I go see Paul McCartney, and the man, God bless him, is old. His yes. voice is not what he used to be. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw Paul in 1990 when Paul still sounded like Paul, and it was whoa. worth it. Like, if your favorite band singer is still good, go. Yeah, please. It'll be great. You don't know You don't know when they're going to tr- pull this tricky Bob Dylan thing yeah. and be like, actually, the songs that you love, I'm not going to sing them that way. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, Bob Dylan's insane. Yeah, well, I mean, and I, he went electric. What? Yeah, no one told you, me this. Yeah, can He's you imagine? He's not doing the folk stuff anymore. He put it away. Matt! Yeah, he plugged in. Boo. <laughs> Judas. That's what I say to him. Judas. Um, All right. So you've seen him live, and here's the thing. Go, go again. Go, but, I'm uh, going to do it. Before we get into the tracks, Will. Okay, yeah. What, what's your? So let's talk about the album in general. Okay. So what's you, the story of this album, Weezer fan? All right. Give well, me some context. We're gonna, we're gonna. How about we get into some facts, right? All right. So this came out after the White Album, and uh, the press around that time was the follow-up album to White was going to be the Black Album. Right, okay? which only just came out. Which only, this, yeah, this was, there were, Two albums in between white and black. Right. Um, and so that the expectation was we were going to get the black album like very soon after white. But that well was sort of empty like uh, yeah. at the time. But this other well that Rivers was calling Beach on his Dropbox. Okay. Uh, it's very weird to talk about um, like music in that sort of a modern way because it's like I use Dropbox. But I've always associated that stuff with Weezer. I feel like very early in the Weezer mythology, people are mentioning spreadsheets yes. and algorithms and also like, you know, famously the Weezer fans had their message boards right. very active compared to other bands. They've always been like a weirdly computery geek 
Yes. You know, I always I guess, imagine that Weezer uses Slack to communicate with each other <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I guess it's a weird thought for me because I have sort of like a uh, more elevated thought of Rivers. It's like that Beyonce, it's like that Beyonce Nintendo DS commercial. Like, it's shocking to me that Beyonce has ever held a Nintendo DS. Yeah. Like, why would she have ever even known that was real? Yeah, why is she in touch with We should have protected her yeah. <laughs> from knowing about this. Except yeah. I love the Nintendo DS. But like, it's something, if I know about something, Thing, somebody as high up as like yeah. Beyonce or Rivers. I don't like to think of Beyonce like updating the apps on her phone. I don't like thinking about her worrying about that. No, I don't want her to either. With yeah, <laughs> can yeah. you imagine the Have stress? Someone else should do that. Yeah, please. Don't wait for all the things to fill up. No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, so like this other. Dropbox folder was getting really, really full, and they so they started to think about what their next album would be, and they it was this other thing that they were starting to call somebody's daydream. Okay, and then uh, our old buddy Pat in the back over there on the drums, okay, was, gave the idea to call it Pacific Daydream. Uh, yeah, and I guess at this point Rivers was already done; like he already had had it on the White Album. He was a little. Uh, Chrissy in the in the studio ah. from uh, reports that I've read. Okay, and he during the White Album. Yes, because he didn't get his way on the production. He wanted right. to sort of push into a new direction, which was sort of like on uh, "Thank God for Girls" and uh, "Jacked Up" on that album. That sort of, but the rest of the album is very Weezer-y sounding, and it's that's very what he classic wanted. Classic Weezer. Yes, but he wanted to push past that, right? Uh, which is where we are at now, basically. Okay. Um, and. Yeah, he had like a, a, a spreadsheet that we're all familiar with, but this one was even more specific, and was broken down by like beats per minute and like syllables, yeah, and like all and like and like just lyrical phrases too that he would just like you know start copy pasting into yeah. to make a song. Um, and this album too, a lot of it was recorded separately. The band was not together. In the oh, studio, which I, I don't that. love. That was also on the White Album, but the White Album turned out good. Yeah. But I like when the band is in there. They're a good band. They yes. should be together. Like, yes. They're not just like a bunch of studio hosses. No. Hmm. No. So they got they got out uh, and did it on their own, basically, and then Rivers would be like a little su- more surprised and be like, oh, look, that turned out pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's a good way to do it. No, I think you got to be, I think you got to be there. But also, have I ever made a Blue Album? No. No, I have not. So. No, not even close. So I got to defer to that. <laughs> he does have more cred than us in terms of what Weezer does. Yeah, but I think the the algorithm stuff. I know everyone's been talking about it on your podcast, but it's just a crazy. It's crazy how mechanical Rivers is. It. Yeah. I don't like the sounds of that. There was there's this podcast called. Uh, can we talk about other podcasts? Please. Would, would you be mad? Um, as far as any of my listeners know, this is the only podcast they've ever heard. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, there are other podcast listeners. Oh no, we just <laughs> we're now we're there. Dice Br- uh, Bryce Dallas How- Howard at the end of the, the village. village. Yeah, they know. Just blew your mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, called Song Exploder. Yes. And uh, they did uh, Summer Elaine and Drunk Dory with Rivers. Right. And so he really got into the specifics of the algorithm on that one, and like I think the chords for "Walk Away, Renee" with yes. the original. That's right. Yeah, we talked about that. that. And that- like, and I just like, I don't know. I mean, it was interesting to hear his process, and I liked how open he was. I, as a fan, I yeah. appreciated that. But it also like bummed me out. I was like, so do you have any feeling at all about the songs that yes. you're making? It- 
The only thing, I think because I'm looking at you right now, the thing that it is now reminding me of is Joe Wangert's uh, music cataloging uh, at his in his own home. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's that similar. So uh, if you want to hear that story, uh, Will's old podcast, Don't Get Me Started, yeah, has Joe Wangert on it. Great That's episode. It. It's, uh, it's an incredible episode of podcasting, I think, and uh, it is just a real peek behind the curtain of just a true organization nerd. I mean, Joe went to another level with how he organizes his music and how he listens to it. But to be mechanical about organizing music, to me, is not – it fits what you're doing, you know? I mean, he goes to a crazy degree with it. (laughs) But it's not like Joe is that way about, like, making a sandwich. No. He doesn't have a spreadsheet about all kinds of cheeses, and he just sort of, like, picks the cheese according to the size of the bread or whatever. Now, this is a spreadsheet I want. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually very interested in an algorithm (laughs) to make a perfect sandwich. Just save me some time. I don't know. It's like such a bummer. I mean, like Rivers is yeah. a genius. I think he's a genius. I think he's a songwriting genius. Um, but there's just been times in his career. I, well, this is what's so strange. There's been times in his career where the subject matter seems so distant from him, and yet the song is beautiful. Yeah, I'm thinking of the B sides like Jamie and Suzanne, mm-hmm. and uh, I just throw out the love of my dreams. Or uh, let's take Jamie and Suzanne. Like there, one's about a lawyer, and one's about the woman who answers the phones at Geffen. Yes, and he's grateful to them for pure career reasons, right? Just for taking care of him in a point in his career, which is like such a craven and crass subject for a rock song. But those songs are filled with yearning and beauty, and right. I love them. They're among my favorite Weezer. Yeah, songs. they're like love songs about people he just sort of knows a little bit. Yeah, like, songs that people. Yeah. Songs. Like, oh, you're helping me become a rock star. Yes. I love you. Yeah. Yes. But the feeling comes through so strong. I mean, I think I've cried listening to Jamie. Oh, yeah. So beautiful. That is, I mean, that's one of my favorites, too. We talked about that one with, I think, uh, the Sloppy Boys. Yeah. And it was just like, he has a a few other songs. There's that song. So why can't he achieve it all the time? I mean, like, so like in Summer Lane and Drunk Dorian, the song, we'll get to the songs on this album. I do. There are some songs that are hated that I love, but- uh, more, you know, sometimes it's like it does sound like a machine's doing it, and it's like mm-hmm. well, I, I don't know what the difference is, but I miss the w- grab my heart, Rivers, cause, yeah, because you've done it so well. I think it's because there is this sort of like disconnect with like the algorithm now, where it is sort of like he is literally copying and pasting like lyrical phrases that fit together, not necessarily thematically, but like that fit a certain like. Uh, you know, syllable scheme. Uh, and like that is, imagine you talked like that. Like you wouldn't, it would just be awful. Yeah. It's I like, mean, he's like Cyrano de Bergeracking himself, but he's also playing telephone. And he's using like a weird chat bot. Almost. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but then, then, then it's remarkable how well it does work. Mm-hmm. I mean, for all the shortcomings, yeah. the songs always feel good. Yeah. They're catchy, and the good ones are so good still. I think a, And it's, it's strange like, when they hit. When, like, a, it's that phrase, a broken clock is right, like, twice a day. Yeah. Like, it is just sort of like, yeah, like, this is going to work. Like, eventually, a monkey will type Macbeth, right? Yeah. Like, uh, but- and still, if Weezer came out with an album, if they dropped a surprise album today, I'd be so I'd excited. I'd be so psyched. I I'd would like, probably get teared up. <laughs> I couldn't wait. Because when that's how the Teal album came out, I know. I was very, and I was like, what is this? I'm so excited. And I was just kind of like, whoops. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had a great time listening to I mean, to look, we'll get into it next week, but, but I do think. I agree. <laughs> Uh, I, I, you know, here, Rivers reminds me of David Lynch. <laughs> okay, wow. Because, <laughs> well, because yeah. like the, um, you know, David Lynch, 
uh, came out with a new season of Twin Peaks last year or the year before yeah. or whatever. Oh, last year, I think. The Return. The Return, yeah. And it was like, you know, I was a huge Twin Peaks fan. It was okay. Yeah. With some real high points. But it was but it was also like, it had the same problems that David Lynch often has, which is the plot feels like it's promising that something's going to happen, but then nothing happens. Right. And like some stuff gets dropped. And whenever you listen to interviews with him, he's always like, well, I, I don't write it. You know, I meditate and I just feel where it wants to go. And obviously the high points, it leads to these like crazy moments. And as long as Lynch is directing, which I think he directed every episode. Mm-hmm. It looks beautiful. There's weird moments that work, but the overall feeling isn't there. Right. And I feel the same way about a lot of Rivers bad stuff where it's like, well, moment to moment, this is rock solid. Yeah. But I step back and I'm like, what is this? What am I supposed to be feeling? Well, luckily, we're listening to an album today that works 100%. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, real quick, uh, Twin Peaks connection. My middle name is Kyle, named after Kyle McLaughlin from Twin Peaks. You're named after Kyle? Mm -hmm. Wait, your mom named you? Why? Uh, My mom liked Twin Peaks. Oh, that's that's so cool. (laughs) I forgot how cool your mom is. Yeah, well, I mean, it comes up every week. My mom is young and cool. Yeah. Uh, And she was watching Twin Peaks. It was just like, Kyle. Cool. That's my middle name. It is a great name. It it is and very Kyle funny. And Kyle McLaughlin's a good dude. That's a good person he's, to be named after. He seems like he fucking rules. He's a great actor. Yeah. He's done great stuff. Yeah. He seems super nice in interviews. Yeah. He's one of those dudes where he's very successful, but he seems cognizant of the blessing of that. And yeah. I, I dig him. I like him too. And uh, I've tried to watch Twin Peaks a lot and just simply cannot. Yeah, it's really uh, strange. <laughs> it's truly strange. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure it's great. And yeah. I, I love that people love it. Well, Rivers and David Lynch remind me of two people who are, they are so geniuses at moments. And yes. I, I just want them to like have a point. Yeah, like do you realize what you got, my man? Just a little bit of a point. Yeah. Like 10% more, (laughs) which he does on this album every song. Oh, my God. Uh, Okay, well, before we get into the tracks, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We're back, and okay. Okay, so I'm... (laughs) I'm anxious. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to talk about this album yeah. because we're at we're in an interesting phase uh, yeah. in the Weezer discography. Yeah, we we we. I mean, we start strong, obviously. We sort of dip in the middle, and we then we 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 go into a deep dark place. And that's like Ratitude and Hurley. Ratitude, yeah. I, you know, I think I was nicer to Ratitude than I was Hurley, but yeah, I would say that's a very the dark... the red album Ratitude Hurley is like where yeah. what where is Weezer gone? Well, the red right. album. Take, give it another spin, because uh, it's actually it's my new under. It's underrated, maybe. Okay, uh, I underrated. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, what's the make believe? No, I always love make believe. The uh, everything is we're all everything gonna, will be all right in the end. Yeah, I truly under. That's like maybe one of their best albums. I agree, and it, I and I really missed the boat on it. It's really in my that one's in my top. I mean, it's in my top three. I think it might be my third favorite. Yeah, it's it's great. Rick did a great job. Uh, yeah. But uh, okay, but the percep- the perception of Red was where have they gone? Yes, because the it's reaction, all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, so we're in that yeah that dark place, and then Rivers, like a phoenix, rises from the ashes yeah. of the dark place. Yeah, gives us back to back. Everything will be all right in the end, and then. Uh, and then the White Album. And we're like, they're fucking back. They they're gave back, us two baby. solid ones in a row. Yeah. And then you hear that a new album is coming out. You're like, great. And, yeah. And then they- Three's a charm. Yeah, let's do this. Let's, 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 get, let's get that for all the improv heads out there. Perfect third beat. 
You got that, Improv Nerds? You got that? Oh, you love it. You lo- Oh, baby. That's a you're, Herald you're, reference. You're, you're writing it down. You're going to take it to class. You're going to ask your teacher about how was Pacific Daydream the third beat of the River's Renaissance? <laughs> and it, it, there are no connections to the other beats in this one. Well, who Interesting knows? choice. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. It's not really analogous. It's not really a time dash. It's, no, uh, it's arbitrary. Yeah. it's uh, You pulled from the suggestion because you forgot what the other beats were. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, Okay. Let's just dive right in, okay? okay? This first track on... Oh, no. I opened the wrong thing. Force quit. Right, all right. Off to a great start. The first track on Pacific Daydream is Mexican Fender. Let's do it. A little build up. Yeah. Love it. A chug. A nice a good electronic chug. chug. Yeah. This is kind of how everything will be right in the end starts with some good guitars. Yes. It's painting a picture. We got California image. I mean, this sounds great. I do like this song. Uh, I like it as a first track, um, and, but I mean, I, I, I just like this song. I don't really have like a it negative. It doesn't really set you up for what the album's going to do, though. No, it it's doesn't. Quite, it, it fits more on Everything Will Be Alright in the End and maybe even a white album. Although, I, who cares? But I mean, like, it's a great first track for an album. Oh, yeah. this is good, This too. is great. Oh. A great chorus. Oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> and this song is about uh, Katie Goodman from the band La Sera. Yes, except... It's so funny. I feel like every Weezer fan's like this. You listen to them and you want to fix them. Yes. Not, not that they're that broken, especially in a song like yes. this. It's actually quite good. But you're like, oh, it could be better. Yeah. Like, I was talking to Brett about that a little bit. It's a little, a little bit. too literal almost. Yeah. It's like, be poetic, Rivers. Yeah, because like the thing that my main criticism of new Weezer songs is that I can hear the Weezer version of the song. Right? I can hear sort of... If I, they didn't produce it the way it was produced, I could hear where a chunky guitar would go. I could hear where like a pat drum fill would go. Yeah. Uh, and then the fact that they just actively didn't do that is frustrating to me. I think it's just like I, I hear yeah. what you're saying. You're you're sort of tantalized yes. by this version you're not getting. I think it's more, I mean, gosh, I hate to be a guy who listens to lyrics because I feel like lyrics are so unimportant for the sure. emotional impact. But if the lyrics are just totally dumb and arbitrary, they take me out of it. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of Weezer things where, like where on the Blue album, when he would say something like, what's with these homies? Yes. Dissing my girl. It stood out as a cool choice that right. made, it, it was like, it was like, I don't know, like being corny in a fun way. Right. Now those phrases will be used and you're like why are you saying this well i think yeah that's probably just with the this part that we're talking over by the way fucking rules oh it's uh, so good <laughs> <laughs> oh it's I mean, great this, having this a lot track of is great this is a really good one but my, i think this is my third favorite track on the album whoa oh wow i love that uh this one i mean or i think the difference now between Rivers on the Blue Album writing something like "What's with these homies dissing my girl?" and him doing it now. I think it just age. is that it's, it's his age. Yeah, yeah. Because like, what if Paul did that? Paul did that. Paul with- does do that, and it doesn't work. No, it's bad. But I, of course, he's got the right to do whatever he wants. But like, we yeah. want Paul to be authentic. That's uh, true. I think about the Beatles all the time in my life. Period. Yeah. And then I can Rivers and Paul. We let that whole one go because it's actually it, very good. It's so good. Yeah. But Rivers and Paul. 
they just, I mean, they're quite different musicians, but they're similar in terms of, I think their best days are behind them and they, the best days are so good. They'll be beloved forever and deservedly so, Yes, but they're also always, they're always suffering in comparison and yeah. kind of like, why can't you do it again? Especially Rivers, who still got the pipes. Yeah, it's very interesting because that's an interesting And Rivers comparison. is still in yeah. his band. Paul lost John. Right. So, like, that's why Paul, you know, that's the clear. Paul and John never could do it without each other. It is sort of like, how bad does a new Paul McCartney song have to be for you to wipe his legacy completely clean? There is. There's no. There is, he, would, could, he could write, Osama Bin Laden was right. And people would, <laughs> people would be. They would shrug it off. They'd be like, all right, whatever. But hey, hey, Jude, yeah. fucking rules. <laughs> I mean, there's just nothing. There's, he could write a song defending like Woody Allen and Bill Cosby and people would be like, well, he's an old man. I mean, like it would still, yeah. I mean, it would be a bummer. Like I don't yeah. want it to But have. you're not going to, you're not going to yesterday him. You're not going to yesterday him. He's always going to exist. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So the next song on Pacific Daydream. Let's do it. Will has told me on many occasions. <laughs> I love this That song. he loves this song. Yeah. And my response each time is, this baffles me. Yeah. Uh, it's Beach Boys. I already love it. You love that little, uh, that he gives? Yeah. The sun won't shine tonight. Metro screaming by. Walking with the Mexicans. Should I call an ambulance? I don't know. I, I relate to the feeling of this song. <laughs> The, the thing that I'll say, I think, about many of the songs on this album is that if this was just on somewhere, you wouldn't notice it and you wouldn't call it out for it being bad, right? Yeah. Like if this was, you were at a barbecue somewhere yeah. and this song was on in the back, you would just be like talking to whoever you're talking to yeah. and just keep going. But because. Wait, we gotta hear the chorus come in because it's oh, yes. really where it makes or breaks, I think. Okay. Like, <laughs> like, like, it, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Turn it up, man. It's the Beach Boys. I mean, so that feeling I do relate to. Because when you do hear a Beach Boys song and you're in the zone for it, you're just like, fuck yeah. yeah. Let's turn this on. But I, I get a lot more out of this song than that. I get. I mean, I guess the thing to me. What do you hate about it? I mean, I everyone hates it. I but what hate, do you hate that about it, it sucks. I, but I, I, I think <laughs> the <laughs> I I think that so that the, the the fact that it's a Weezer song is the thing that I hate about it. Let me, let me make an argument yeah. for it. Yes. Do you want to do you want to say why you hate it more than it sucks? I mean, here's the thing. I don't have a d- deeper take than I just. You just this, this part of it sucks. I'll keep you trying new things. I'll keep you young. Okay, whatever. I, don't I think, th- I think yeah. this is an old man song. It absolutely this is. This is why I love it, because <laughs> there's times in life, you know, I hang out with a lot of youngsters, Matt, like yeah. you. I go yeah. to the Simprat Theater, everyone's perpetually in their mid-20s. And everyone's getting young. Everyone stays that age, and I get older, so they're getting farther and farther away yeah. from me. I'm, I'm lucky that I, I have... I'm still at home at the ECB and I love it but I, I feel more and more distant from stuff and there's times and I just feel like saying can we just go back to when the thing that I loved was the thing that you yeah. all loved yes and I know what you're talking about and in an inarticulate way the song is like to me the verses are a lost man yeah and the chorus he is when he goes back to his thing that he loves he's found right and I feel it so strongly okay and the fact that it is the Beach Boys is one of those so uncool it's cool choices right to me. Yeah. And yeah, it's lame. Tune it up. It's like this kind of weak, limply said 
Turn it up. Yeah. It's the Beach Boy. But it's like, you know what? That's how I feel. Turn it up, man. It's a Paul McCartney solo album. <laughs> I think part of it is that I don't like the, I just don't like the way the song sounds. I don't like the production sonic. of it. You don't like the sonic. Yeah. It is very sort of like if. I love the drums on it. I don't know if it's, those are like real drums. I love the sound of them, just that echoey, heavy thing. I think the thing about it is that it is just sort of like, this is what a computer would make. Like, this doesn't feel like this was made by a man. Uh, this was, like, a computer This was, like, churned this out. Uh, and, I mean, his voice on it is great. I won't, sure, yeah, I won't yeah. knock it. Uh, but this song is it's just very boring to me. The only thing I don't like about it is that they have audio clips from Murray Wilson on it, which is the Beach Boys' dad, uh-huh. which I hate because that dude is a monster. And see, I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah, that that's... <laughs> Listen. Yeah. Oh, like, I do have that in my notes. I didn't even look at my notes. Yeah, I, it's it, he's in there. Oh, there there is a recording of the Beach Boys recording "Help Me, Rhonda." If anybody said it, I uh-huh. have a, I have a drunk dad who is now very sweet and turned it around. Yes, but went through a period of being a not great dude in terms of the sad checked out department. And there's a recording of the Beach Boys uh, doing "Help Me, Rhonda." One of the all-time great Beach Boys Absolutely. songs. Absolutely. And they are at the peak of their career. They're crushing it. And they are recording it, and it sounds great. So you hear this take of Help Me Run. It's like beautiful, right? Or it's, I guess if you don't like Help Me Run, you won't like this. But it, they're just the Beach Boys being the Beach Boys. And then they they finish their singing. Then Murray Wilson comes in, and he's slurring his words a little bit. And he's just being not like cruel, but just being generally a dick. Yeah. He's just being like, that's not good. You guys suck. And you can tell it's like, oh. First of all, they didn't suck. Yeah. They just did Help Me Rhonda, which is like a get out of the way number one single of the right. mid-60s. And they sound great. You're just stuck in this mode of being mean and negative. And Brian Wilson, who is like, I think, mostly known for being a basket case shut-in, yeah. stands up to his dad Whoa. and like kicks him out of the control room and takes charge. Yes. And you're like – so much is revealed about the Beach Boys dynamic in this track. That's what I was. I was it's like, fascinating. Yeah. But to include Murray Wilson's voice as an ironic thing is like, dude, I don't do that. No, no, no. Don't. That's that's sad. Yeah. It's like, and you're not. You're you're undermining the Beach Boys by putting in their main villain. Yeah. As the voice. I was gonna say the, those guys, particularly Brian. The, man, couldn't catch a freaking break. No. Uh, you know, if you're if you're, you're to believe the. Uh, the movie, uh, uh, which Love I and, do, Love, Love and Mercy. Love. Oh, great, great movie. Great movie. Oof, so good. Uh, I saw it at a movie theater in Boston. Ooh, Because nice. when you're in Boston during you're the so week. so close to Vermont. You could have gone right up. I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I love that song and nobody else does, so what uh, else we got? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, I could forget that song exists. <laughs> like, <laughs> like It I, might be a top 20 Weezer song for me. That... <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy because... Well, maybe not 20. I don't know. Because, like, the first two albums have 10 songs each. (laughs) (laughs) And there are B-sides from those albums that are better than anything they've ever made. That's true. Top 20 is crazy. (laughs) Well, the world is turning left me here, always left me cold. What? (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. I guess it did leave you. Yeah. It It left left, you right there. It left me right there. Uh, Okay. So this next song, track three on Pacific Daydream. I love this one, too. Okay, so here's the thing. Me too. And it's Feels Like Summer. And I, I love River's voice in this especially, man. That... 
Yeah. It's kind of, it's very fun to see them do this one live. And it's not my favorite Weezer song. I don't even think, it might not be in my top 50. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at this point, there's like that. I mean, there's yeah. so many. Um, I mean, this album this is number. my uh, fourth favorite on this album. Wow. Uh, I'd say it's probably up there too for me, but um, I don't know. Ooh, this is nice here. It has really cool parts to it. It, th- it. You always wonder, oh, this is so, oh, this is so good here. I know, it's cool. Yeah, it's like, I mean, the thing about it, the whole thing with this album is that it's a pop album, right? So it's not a, it's not what you were used to hearing from them. It's not like an alt-rock, indie, emo thing. It is very much. It's old man pop, I think. Yes, yes, absolutely. But I don't think that's so bad. It's a man uh, of a certain age hearing what the kids are doing and thinking that he should also do it. <laughs> um, but it doesn't sound so bad here. Like no. A lot of times it really sounds like a bell that shouldn't have been rung. But <laughs> this is kind of fun. There's, there's some nostalgia in here yeah. somehow. Half of the album, more than half the album, is like an old guy seeing some kids on a skateboard and be like, I'll show you how we used to do it and yeah. then fucking breaking his ass. Yeah. Uh, but this song, I mean, it's a summer song. Also, something I mentioned, I didn't mention in my notes earlier when we were doing facts, this album was nominated for a Grammy. I know, that's crazy. That's for the best Grammy, rock album. The Grammys are insane. Yeah, the Grammys are bad. The Grammys, but they just don't make any sense. No. I mean, just like, there are good albums, yeah. why aren't you picking them? I remember I wrote a thing, this was very crazy and very tangential to everything we're mentioning on the, uh, the podcast right now. I wrote like a blog post on my old Tumblr. <laughs> okay. Uh... About the Grammys uh, comedy album category, because at the year that this happened, or the year I wrote this, uh, the albums that were nominated were um, like Weird Al, Straight Outta Linwood. Um, no, so this was this was Mandatory Fun. Oh, era weird. weird Al, yeah. So Weird Al was nominated. That for was that. like his best-selling album, or something. Yes, because I think it was. One of the first ones that was like sold on iTunes, like where you could instead of having to go buy it in a physical yeah, store. Yeah, yeah, And the record, there's so yes. few records bought. That yes. It's not actually, yeah, it's his first number one album. Right. Not his best selling because the, the, the 80s albums and more copies were bought because all albums yeah. sold more copies. Exactly. Right, right, right. But um, it was like Weird Al, Lonely Island, Tenacious D, maybe. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that this is true. And like Kathy Griffin and like Patton Oswalt. And I was just sort of like, this category is insane because you couldn't ever compare what Kathy or Patton do to Weird Al. Right. They're so different. So, I mean, it's like sort of the album of the year category thing where it's like you can get a rap album or a rock album in it. Yeah. So the whole thing is bad. Uh, Music is just so, so, yeah. It's just diver- diverged so much. And I think I was coming from a place of like, it belongs to Weird Al. Like we should give this to this this man who's given us so much. But like a lifetime achievement ish kind of thing. Yeah, like this category doesn't make sense. And two, Weird Al is the only person that deserves this. Mandatory uh, Fun's a great album. It's very very fun. Um, I mean, hey Al, if you're listening, we stand. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> we stand you, Al. <laughs> um, but I mean, that song is over. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe let's go. Let's we go to the next. We'll one? go to the next one. But before we get the the, the line, let me see the smile. Uh, is a thing that Rivers was told when he was a kid. Uh, so he told uh, 
he told Alternative Press in 1997, uh, I was a very somber child. No surprise. I, yeah, I would never smile. In the second grade, my teacher asked my mother what was wrong with me because I never looked happy. Everything so far, absolutely I trash. I totally can see it. Uh, so my mother advised her to say, let me see the smile, and then I would smile. So she did that in front of the whole class. She got the whole class to turn around, look at me, and say, let me see the smile. Wow. And then he put it in the song. I mean, that sounds like it should be a chorus then and not a throwaway yes. line. That's a, such a deeply emotional moment. I love that part of the song, too. Let me see the smile. Stay with me a while. That's oh, great. Yeah, it's so pretty. That's oh, really like good. That song's good. I like that song. And good song and a great album. If you were at the beach, uh, here's the thing. Yeah, that one, you might be a little, you at, at, at the pool party barbecue, you're having a little more fun because that's, uh, that's not in the background. I wonder if anybody young and cool should cover some of River's more lame-sounding pop stuff. Would that save them? So... This is the whole thing. Um, the th- the fact that these are Weezer songs is the reason why Weezer fans don't like them. Yeah. But if any other person did any of these songs, you wouldn't even care. You would just be like, if this was like Shawn Mendes or something, yeah, yeah. you'd be like, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, and maybe even more than that. Like, I wonder yeah. if they would explode. Yeah. Like, oh, get it. Let's- like, should Rivers produce somebody and be like, look, I've been listening to nothing but pop music because I'm emotionally frozen. Yeah. And here's what I would do here. <laughs> yeah, we got to get... Ed Sheeran and Rivers in a room. He, he's know. doing fine on his own. Yeah, Ed Sheeran's uh, doing all right. Uh, but, I mean, he was in yesterday. Um, and he <laughs> plays a big part in it, apparently. Uh, he's good in it. He's good. Yeah. Hmm. I like yesterday, but I... People feel about yesterday the way I feel about the way they feel about this album. Uh, I haven't seen it, and I did read the plot, and wow. Uh, <laughs> but we won't spoil yesterday, folks. Okay. Uh, the next song on a Pacific Daydream is... Happy Hour. It's one of the singles, right? Yes. This was, um, I believe, the second single. Or was the fourth? Or was, no, I'm sorry. This was the fifth and final song released before the release of the album. But it is the second single. That's interesting. It was the second radio single. Yeah. I'm tell you right now, Matt, this song doesn't do a lot for me. No. It's kind of... This one's, this one's a dull... This one's a little dull. Uh, and... Rivers wrote the lyrics to this song using free association. Yeah, I think that's a bad strategy. Yeah. The thing, you can never beat the quality of something or, uh, from someone who gives a shit. You know what I mean? Like, Because when you actively care about something, it's always going to be better yeah. than just like being like, whatever, throwing it away. Uh, as a... Beatles fan yes. who thinks about the Beatles too much. That's the main the main difference between John and Paul is John tended to write stuff he was emotionally connected to and Paul tended to not need to do that. Yes. Sometimes he would, but like and John's stuff, people connected with it more. Paul would have more musical adventures and sort of like be yeah. maybe more impressive a lot of the times, but then John would sing about his mom and people would be like, This shit is That's great. great. <laughs> That's really interesting because like I mean with those two I sort of think about them in a sort of like maximum effort sort of thing. Cause like, but I know Paul, but th- I think we talked about this. I talked about this with Brett when he was on here. Uh, Brett Morris for on the, everything will be all right in the episode guy, uh, uh, folks. But, um, Paul has this very sort of like flippant attitude about the Beatles. Yes. Where he's just sort of like, we were just full lads from Liverpool. We didn't know what we were doing. And at this point in your 
like 70s, yeah. I think you could just be like, you you're can fucking it. great. He, he does do that now. <laughs> okay, he good. Does more, he, he does that more. Because <laughs> it's just so frustrating to be like, you don't even care about how good you were? That's <laughs> wild. He loves talking about it. That, I mean, he brings it up constantly. He's a huge fan of the Beatles, and he loves people asking him about it, and <laughs> he's, which he should be. Oh, you know those songs? Yeah. Oh, like <laughs> yeah, you know, it's pretty good, you know, sort of. This one, I think I saw them do it on TV. It's just and they boring, bored. Right? I, I'm bored of the song. I, I, it does nothing for me. But it also, like, I don't know. The happy hour narrative is sort of just, like, basic to me, too. Yeah. Like, when he writes the songs from, like, his sort of, like, everyman perspective, I'm just sort of like, this is not how you live. Give me something a little more exciting. Yeah, you're not an everyman. Yeah, you're, you're telling me you want to go to a freaking, uh, like, uh, birds or something and order a... Uh, a beach house amber ale? I mean, I write about a lawyer, I guess, because that's when you seem to get really emotional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Please write about law. And I just don't like the little electronic flourishes back there. Yeah, just, I don't know what that not, is. It's not working on this. No. Thing. Whack. Um, but we got some we got a couple good ones coming up. We got a couple good ones coming up, and why don't we just get into track five on this album? Weekend Woman. <laughs> I mean, that's a bad title, I think. Yes. Um it was going to be called uh, Weekend Girl, and it was demoed for Everything Will Be Alright in the end, uh, but they didn't use it. And, and he's then, trying to not use the word girl, right? Because it yes. got made fun of so much yeah. for, after the White Album. Absolutely, because it's also just like, I don't know, it's very weird to be like... It's one thing to be out of touch, old man. It's another thing to be creepy. Old man. Yeah, like if, if you're writing songs about... Like, oh, I hope this girl kisses me. Yeah. It's just kind of like, eh, maybe don't. I don't know. You don't need to anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm more interested in his take on uh, being in love with a woman. Yeah. Uh, and this song um, uses uh, uh, a melody from an old Green Album outtake called Burning Sun, which is quite good. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a bummer. Um in that regard because it's sort of like oh that song I think is better than this song yeah and now they can't use that melody yeah if they ever wanted to like produce that song this song's alright this song is okay it's not bad Uh, I remember when I first heard it it was just being like absolutely not Uh, but it's I think it's I think it's fine and I think uh, he said that it's not about anyone in particular uh, and that the they're just lines from different sources that were connected in a way that suggests a story. Why doesn't he just do a song where all the words are in alphabetical order? I mean, why not? It obviously doesn't matter what the words are. No. If, yeah, he doesn't care about the lyrical content. Just He's got to care a little bit more. That's what I said. Because I do, you know, there's a lot of bands that I like, Nirvana or whatever, where yeah. the lyrics are, there's a lot of free association and there's not like a strict literal Yeah. Thing hanging together, but they seem to be related to the emotion more. Yes. And uh, I think it's called poetry when you're able to do that <laughs> and sort of abstractly dance around a feeling and have it come through nice and clear. Well, I mean, this is... I'm going to bring up the Beatles yet again. Good. Because, I mean, of, of course, I've brought them up without you before. Yeah, I mean, they're, uh, people know they get brought up. They get brought up, but like, yesterday was scrambled eggs. Right? Yes. That's like a true story. That's absolutely true. And so... Scrambled eggs, how much I'd like to see your legs Yeah, or something. so that's obviously ridiculous. But yes. he knew he wanted to work in that melody. Like yeah, it, it, he knew those words were bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he was like, this is not going to be the song, but yeah. I'm going to find something beautiful to replace it with. Yeah. And then he did do it. Yes. 
Keep the melody. Go ahead. Put whatever words you want to yeah. find a thing. Put better words in the song. Well, river, rivers would be like scrambled eggs. I can't do that. I think I'm going to say Game Boy. Game, <laughs> Game Boy Advance SP. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll do it. <laughs> you know, there's some I kind of like weird this part of song. You don't have to die to go to heaven. Sounds great. This song's pretty good. I do like this one. I feel like I was being very critical, but well, it we, is one of the better ones. You're coming out of happy hour, which is lame, and you hate the Beach Boys so much. You're, you're probably still hurting from that, but, like, this sounds pretty good. I like this one. Uh, it's, I mean, I just like the story that it tells, too. Just, like, falling in love on a Sunday, and then m- Monday, you're over it? I don't know. That's really interesting. But he wants to get back to the weekend. He knows during the week that this woman's not for me. But on the weekend, that's where we come alive. That's kind of interesting. There's something about it. I I'm think, I think there's that. a more mature way to... There, there's some theme, and I would... Beach Boys and this is sort of like having a dual life where sometimes I'm sad and sometimes I'm happy. Or yes. Like, I have a life where in some places I am sad, but then in another place I am happy. Yeah. There's something that's very true and moving about that that uh, he is not interested in thinking about. No. He's just like, well... I'll sort of tease the thought, but I won't ever get, I won't tell you about it. Um, and I will say, the change from girl to woman is good. It, that helps. <laughs> it helps. That song is better because of it. Um, so we're halfway through the album at this point, Will. And yeah. right now, we're yeah. going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We're back. And... I can't wait. We, we, got, got the, we got the best track coming still. The best track is coming, and yeah. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Uh, why don't it's we, not this next one, but this next one I think is pretty fun. I think this one is fun, too, and why don't we... I think it's titled badly. Yeah, he doesn't He doesn't do titles good anymore. He doesn't seem to care about this. No. I mean, a, a few of these other titles we got coming up are whack. Uh, yeah. But why don't we just hit play on this bad boy? Let's do it. Uh, this one, track six. QB Blitz. Not a good title. Also, the start of this song. I'm really like not really interested in it. Ooh, I think you're playing. Oh gosh, it's okay. A little teaser. Sorry. I, his voice. I can't get anyone to do algebra with me. Those words are not great. No, because I'm also like, you shouldn't be doing algebra right now, my man. Yeah, you're, you're almost 50. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? Anytime's an okay time to go get a, a degree. Yeah, we're not saying no to school, everybody. <laughs> uh, you know what? But now this song starts to get good here. School sucks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there is a... I think QB Blitz is the scrambled eggs of this, what could be yesterday. Like, replace that with something, and this song gets so much... But the oxygen part I love. Yes. Um, this song is about, uh, another person. He says, uh, this song is about another person in my creative life, a collaborator. That one's ultimately about disappointment with decisions that had been made and that feeling of why did I trust other people when I should have just been going with my own creative instincts? I just need to get back in touch with my instincts and go for it rather than relying on the advice of the experts. I wonder if that's about Jake Sinclair. Because, like, Jake Sinclair produced the White Album, and they sort of had, like, a... He produced this one, too, right? He did Black. Okay. Uh, or, no, he did Teal, I think. Okay. Uh, but there's a couple different producers on this one. But okay. the whole thing between them, it wasn't, like, bad or anything, but, like, he was sort of, like, slapping River's hand I, away I, from the boards. Yeah. He'd be like, no, no, no. 
don't. That's we're not doing that. Yeah. I think he needs somebody like that, if I'm being honest. Uh, it, I mean, that's a pretty good album. Yeah. Uh, and then it, it also notes that the planet Hoth is referenced from Star Wars. You ever hear of it? No. Is it good? Star Wars is pretty good. I know Star Trek, and I love The Phantom Menace. Um, you're canceled. I was going to tell you. I like this part of the song, actually. You like Will? The middles are often good. Yeah, because they're sort of like... He's, he's experimenting. He's they sort of broadening it. his range a little bit. Some of the song, some of the sounds on this album are think, bigger than what they're used to I playing think Chibi Blitz is one of the many Weezer songs you're like, let it cook for another two months, and yes. I think there's a great, great song here. Yeah. Replace QB Blitz. Maybe think about what you're feeling a little bit. Maybe don't have the message that you're so excited to say be, I was right all along. Yes. <laughs> and I never should have listened to somebody. Is that really a great thing? Right. I think sometimes, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. You yeah. want to fix rivers, isn't it? Isn't it interesting how we're all compelled with like? It's like he does all the hard stuff so well, yes. and he blows it on the obvious. <laughs> it is sort of just like, except for Beach Boys, which is a perfect song. Oh my god! There's so many flaws on this album. <laughs> Turn it up! It's the Beach Boys. <laughs> I think if he ever played that song live. I would just like get up and go to the bathroom. Maybe it would win you over. Maybe you'd finally hear it the way I hear it. I have seen him do a couple of these songs live and play them with with more guitar. Yeah. And I've been like, well, that's actually like kind of good. Yeah. Sometimes when these guys do it live, because they spend so much of their life touring, I think when they write songs, they're picturing that audience. Yeah. And and yet then we hear it in our headphones, but it's like, no, it's got to be live. Yeah. And that and some of the songs work that way. They're like, oh, this is crushing in front of an audience what's, this, what's that guy's name which guy uh, from the news that's like fuck it we'll do it live oh yeah Bill O'Reilly yeah they sort of want the Bill O'Reilly approach huh that's fuck right. it we'll do it live we'll do it live I'll that's edit right. that out thanks Will uh, <laughs> I, blew, I blew it I blew the bit <laughs> no you did great um, I'm not gonna edit that out okay so the next song Will this is it right this is this song is this incredible to me it's I. it's beautiful it's yes. this weird it doesn't really fit in on the album, but it is no awesome. It's a real standout, and let's let's this do might it. Be a, this might be a top twenty Weezer song. <laughs> it's even it's it's good, and that is still insane. <laughs> <laughs> this is way less insane. Yeah, uh, this one is just legit good. Let's hit play on it. It's Sweet Mary. Like I'm already just interested in this vibe. Like, that guitar is very, like, wistful, you know? This feels like it should be a second-to-last track, not a fourth-to-last mm-hmm. track. I would even maybe put this as number 10. I, I might end the album with this one. This might be a uh, butterfly mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of vibe. I think this would be a great end of the album. <laughs> oh, it's good already. Yes. His voice... I mean, this guy can sing. Uh, it was suggested that the the Mary from this song could be the Virgin Mary, uh, and Rivers noted that uh, his interest in Catholicism may stem from his Catholic roots or his Italian family. What a non-answer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Pat's drums back there are very interesting to me, too. They're very... Um, 
that looks like a good sort of like 50s like vibe to it. Yeah, it's like very Be My Baby or yes. something. Yes. Oh, this is good. It just feels big, you know? And it fits the sound yes. of his voice. And then we're going to get to a part where... It's gonna just be really, really good because everyone will be firing on all cylinders, and it's already good. Yes. Yeah, you don't think it can get better than this? But get buckle up, everybody. The ship's about to take off. <laughs> Captain Rivers is at the helm, baby. <laughs> oh yeah, the middles, baby. This is great. I love this song. Oh, it's good. I, I'm very curious because it's almost as good as Beach Boys, right? Hmm. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, the thing about what's interesting to me about this album and then the albums that we have coming forward, like, is that like this to me is like a very unexplored area of, of Weezer in my mind because this is like Weezer that I know very well because it's the newest and it's not like. There haven't been many, like, uh, retrospectives about, like, this part of their work yet. Yeah. So I don't really know. I know people don't like this. <laughs> yeah. I know that much. You know, it's interesting. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, but I don't know if, like... Will this stand the test of time? Will this become remembered? Yeah, will I people mean, it's certainly think about got it? Because I'll say, like, they don't do any of these songs now. They All skipped right. over... I mean, they basically almost skipped over Black, too. Like, they're mostly, like, they're adding a lot of covers to the set list these days. Weird. Yeah. But I wouldn't hate seeing this song live. I, I would love it. I, I, man. I mean, you can't dance to it. Like, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not a song for that. Might not be a bad Sway song. No. Sway, grab your girl, Sway oh, back man. and forth. It's got a real happy, soaring... Sound. But he's also still sort of like his voice sounds sad. It's got that yes. that that yearning in it. I'll say it. He rules. He, why were we complaining? Maybe this album's great. Uh, I don't think it's great. Uh, but like that song, that song is. It feels good. like summer. Yes. Mexican Fender's good. Mexican Fender's great. This song is great. Yes. Beach Boys perfect. <laughs> so you got like four. You got four solid songs right there. Um. I think of the songs that we got coming up, uh, I like one of them. Yeah, I might be with you on that. But Sweet Mary, I think for as lukewarm to negative I am as for the rest of the album, Sweet Mary is that good. Yeah. Like it's, I, I, I think that song is great. I like on Spotify how they'll have like, the you know, they have those playlists where it's like, this is yes, artist this is, name. Yes. And they do tend to try to do some sort of like career thing. So if it's an artist where really only one phase of their career are all the hits, mm -hmm. it's inter interesting to see what other songs come up. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the Weezer one is interesting because they pull a lot from the last, I don't know, Ratitude and After. Right. Uh, which are not so well known. No, because they know very, that you're going to know Buddy Holly. Yeah. And, of course, all those songs are in that list. But yeah. I, I think it's – I don't know who curates them or if somebody curates them. I wonder if that's, like, yeah, based on – because I've seen them change, too. Like, uh, Yeah. Because, like, sometimes I don't want to just listen to a whole album, but I want – like, I'll just – but I don't want to put, like, 
a playlist together that's their discography, so I'll do one of those. Yeah. And there's even one for like Pup, and they only have like three albums. Yeah. And I've seen the order change because like I was like, oh, like yeah, those those the first song. That was on here now is different. They'll have they'll have like this is Lizzo. Mm-hmm. It's like there's yes. not even a ton there's one. of material. Yeah, and then she's featured on other songs. Yeah. But that's what I love about those is that like they'll pull like uh songs that they're like featured on or whatever. Yeah. Like the chance the rapper one is just like everything he's ever done. Yeah. Uh and it's like I, I, I look, Spotify rules. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but like with we with Weezer, it is interesting, yeah, because like you're gonna get no scrubs like high up there. And that's yeah. not even them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get like Mr. Blue Sky, which will, I saw Jeff Lynn's ELO very recently. Oh, how about, did they do Blue Sky? Was oh it? my God, they did. And like every one. went nuts. Everyone, it was one of the oldest crowds I've ever been in and yeah. everybody went fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, that song is good. <laughs> it's just Everyone just ran out fucking and bought banger. Volkswagens immediately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> they all I, really, I wish I could have seen that ELO concert. It was great. It was in Anaheim, so it was a little far. Yeah. Uh, but goddamn, in every, so- every song of theirs, my take is that they're all good. On the ELO stuff. The ELO yeah. hits are for real. It's insane. Turn to Stone is... Something else. They brought out Danny Harrison and played a, a Traveling Wilbury song, oh, too. Oh, so nice. It was awesome. It was such a cool show. Handle with Care, is that what they did? I think so. Yeah, I don't no, really... That's, that's the big Traveling the Wilbury big song, yeah. Uh, and it was just sort of like... I don't think... They was sort, I haven't ever seen our, like music elders before yeah so like seeing that felt like very special i was like oh yeah. this is and jeff lynn can still sing those songs. oh my god he was great and he yeah. was just giving it to everybody it was it was awesome yeah and he's got a great band assisting him now too so it was i, I feel like every generation thinks they're discovering elo yes. but elo has never gone out of style no everybody always loves elo and yeah. hollow notes and everyone's like you know who i like hollow notes like yeah you and everybody yeah they, they went into the charts and never left it's <laughs> not a take to be like they're an incredible band because they absolutely are. Yeah. But like, next time they're, I'll, I'll go now every chance I get because it was just a great, the, great I mean, night. It was so much fun. I wish they would come closer to where I live. Yeah. They did the bowl last year. I right? would love to see it at oh, the bowl. Yeah. I'd love to see my boys at the bowl. Uh, yeah. That'd be great. I mean, River's Voice oh, there. Boy. Let's do it. <laughs> let's, let's sign the, let's get the petition going on. That website. Come on, guys. Uh, change.org. Change.org. Let's get Weezer at the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Let's get him to play the Super Bowl, too. Let's get him at every bowl we can. Yeah, all the bowls. Yeah. Uh, All-star lanes, too. We'll have uh, Leslie Jones sing her bowl song from SNL, but Weezer can <laughs> come out and do the guitar solo or something. Oh, man. We got it, baby. We got it, baby. Okay, let's get let's get back on track. Yeah, we got three more Yes. forgettable tracks to get through. <laughs> so this next one. I think should be called the opposite of what it's called. <laughs> okay. What it take? This is get right. <laughs> Snooze. Uh, yeah. The first two Weezer albums never happened. Has anything they've done, would it get attention from anybody? Are you yesterdaying Weezer? If I only yesterday the first two albums. Yeah. And the associated B-sides, which is like the bulk of their like yeah. critically acclaimed stuff. Does it, anything they do elevate them above talented local band? 
I don't know. I like, if you went yeah. to a bar and saw this band and they were yesterday, you'd be like, oh, this band's good. Well, it's These interesting because if you start, if their discography started at the Green Album. Yeah. Like Hashpipe, maybe. Hashpipe, maybe. I mean, Island in the Sun. There's yeah. some, like, really good songs on that one. But do they break through in that make a hit yeah, I don't kind know. of way? I don't know if they do. I'm trying to decide what artist this song is like. Okay, this one. Let's see. Because... Sort of like new killers. Yeah. Like if Brandon Flowers was singing this song, you'd be like, this is kind of fun. All my references are old. They sound like a shitty romantics. Uh, <laughs> they're the guys who do um, What I Like About You yeah. and uh, Talking in Your Sleep. I just picture myself seeing him like bring this to the studio and like present it and for some reason I'm there yeah. and I'm like embarrassed yeah I, this part's nice it's but, not like embarrassingly bad no it's just it's kind of it's kind of bland you know like it's when people sing in movies and you're, it's like not a musical movie yeah. but like people sing and it's like sort of, sort of it's, it's, it's supposed to be like a redeeming thing or something uh, it always embarrasses me I feel like this song is like, like oh, if Weezer it. was only an opening band. If they, if we yesterday did Weezer and they're just an opening band, they yeah. might be like, when's the real band going to get out here? Like, yeah, I want to see fun. Jimmy Real Weezer. I was, it's not going to get better from here. Woo-hoo! It is sort of like, this is like a car commercial song. This is like for Toyota Thon. I mean, it just sounds like 1986 to me. I feel like it's like <laughs> Corey Haim, like I wear sunglasses at night or something. Oh, like my God. It is like that. Oh, well, good. thank God it's over. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I've said that about. I think that one, well, do I dislike this one more than I dislike Beach Boys? <laughs> Beach Boys has some, Beach Boys is unique. At, at least, least Beach like, Boys has like a take. Yeah, yeah, like th- this one is, that was so forgettable. Like Beach Boys, if it's bad, which you're wrong to say, but at least it's bad and by, by going weird. It's like, yes. oh, Rivers, you sound strange. <laughs> what are you doing, my man? Turn it up. <laughs> Turn it up. It's the Beach Boys. <laughs> uh, okay, this next one, I don't even know, Will. This one is rough yeah. to me. Uh, it's La Mancha Screwjob. Yeah. So far... I, I agree. It's on game, yeah. Yeah, the crickets. <laughs> That's how I feel. I hate whatever that is. What's that little? Yeah, yeah exactly. And this is where you're going to laugh. That's when I start to feel a little old. Because I'm like, that's obviously like a new thing. Yeah. And I don't get it. Yeah. That's not for me. What if he starts going skirt? Is that bad? <laughs> Would that be bad for Rivers? If he went skirt, that would be rough. Yeah. (laughs) Or if he started doing that, like, that dance, that sort of, like, shoot dance, you know? Yeah, yeah. If he started doing that, or if he started flossing. I mean, they premiered some new songs from the Black Album in Fortnite. Really? Yeah. The game? Yeah, the game. That's very Weezer to do that. Yeah, doesn't that suck? <laughs> yeah. It's that Windows 95 Weezer. 
Yes. But this, I forgot actually. I like that part. You and I will do it right. You love all the middles. Yeah. But I don't like the the way the song sounds. I like that. I like the chorus of that song. But this one, I mean, he's, he said that the song is about someone that he worked with, specifically having mixed feelings about them as a collaborator. He's being very, I'm he right about everything. Yeah, that's not a fun take. No. It's like, here's a good story. This is a story in which I'm right and the other person was wrong. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Like, oh, not really. I, you know, I should have finished reading it because he said, but ultimately, realizing we're much better than anything I can do on my own. Oops. Sorry, Rivers. Okay, I do like that. <laughs> My apologies, River. <laughs> oh, I lived the. That uh-huh. song was a good metaphor for how I thought of the song. Yeah, exactly. He said, owning up to the mistakes I made in that relationship and reaffirming the value I see in that relationship. I would say, maybe uh, I wouldn't have used the word relationship in, twice in that sentence, but sometimes it's hard when you're talking. Uh, and that this song was written for everything will be all right in the end as well. Uh, wow. And that... Uh, it's, it's got this kind of epic end that a lot of the those albums, yeah. ha- that tracks in that album have. Something that happens on this show. Yes. Often. Is that I'll point out cool guitar parts. Have you heard me say that at all so I far? Have, oh, this... No, Today? no, not on this episode. No, this part is cool. I like that little... Yeah. But... I like my boys to play guitar, I guess is what I'm saying. But they're busy doing all this pop stuff. Yes. This old man trying to be young. No, thank you. Turn it up. <laughs> oh, those little vocal screeches are rivers. That little, like... That. that that's him that the producer uh butch walker just manipulated it in pro tools a program i'm aware of uh <laughs> yeah i kind of i've messed around in there i've added fades here oh, and there wow. whatever yeah jesus i sort of have the program like an engineer yeah well hey don't tell uh brett and anyone else that works here uh i know the tricks yeah you're uh you could take out you could take their jobs hmm. yeah i'm coming for y'all asses anyway uh, <laughs> this next track is a step up from what we just heard. Yes. And so I do like this one too. I don't think it should be the end of the album. I do think it should swap spots with Sweet, Sweet Mary. Mary. Yeah. Sweet Mary is a great note to end on. Yeah. But alas, here we are. This is the end of the album and let's just go for it. It's Any Friend of Diane's. Any Friend of Diane's is a friend of mine. Any Friend of Diane's So it's not bad. Yeah. That's fine. I like that. And also, Any Friend of Diane's is the name of the sixth episode of the first season of uh, Cheers. I did not know that. I remember watching Cheers and being like, oh, it's a Weezer song. <laughs> that happened to him, for real. He moved back to LA? He, uh, he got a $20 tip on New Year's when he worked at Domino's. And this song, I guess, is about, um, like... Many women in his life that were supportive of and helpful of him during their earlier stages of his career. Uh, he said that a former boss at Domino's painted his band's logo on the back of his jean jacket. 
he does seem truly grateful to anybody who was nice to them before yeah. they were big. Where are their songs? I guess it's this one. Yeah. Uh, but they had to share. Suzanne got her own. Maybe it's just when you get successful enough that maybe that hunger is... He's just not trying to yeah. seduce us with these songs. No. Kind of a funny part. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Not really a joke. It's a little close to. It's a little like. Did you think about? Did you just say what was in your head? I feel like... <laughs> he does. He doesn't seem like he has like a filter in that way. Like a good sort of like. Um, I don't even know what you would call it, but like a sort of awareness to be like. I feel like he would ask somebody just the alternate question if he didn't get an answer. For someone who seems very controlling and opinionated, he has like no agenda in his songs at all. Yes. Tell me something, man. You got, I'm listening. And I'll listen to any album you do for the rest of my life. Yeah, absolutely. So, tell me something. I don't like this middle. This part's supposed to be weird. I think this is my least favorite song. I think I like Screwjob better than this. I think I might too, now that I'm thinking about it. But like also, side by side. I, I just take... I take their 10th tracks very seriously, and I think if this is how we're ending this album... You blew it. You forgot to bring out part of my entree, and you're bringing it to me when I'm done with my cake? Yeah. No, tell me more of that. Yeah, that's like, kind of nice. I'll tell you that. Start with that. I'll give you a little bit, but that's it. I can't go any further. Come on, Rivers. Give us the real story. There's like ideas in this song that are good. And I can see... It's just like he takes the songs out of the oven too early. Yeah, that's okay. So I was about to say, so that when I earlier when I brought up Burning Sun being a good song, uh... It's kind of crazy that songs like that stay in the vault forever, and then he'll take a good part of it and put it in a song that is not as good. Yeah. Uh, but the, and then we'll also just make fully new songs. G- dig into the well a little bit is all I'm saying. There's just so many great Weezer B-sides. Yes, that would could deserve to see the light of day. Wasn't Death to False Metal supposed to be like a compilation album of like leftover yes. stuff? And it, how come they didn't put the good stuff on there? <laughs> I mean, that one that one is wild. Uh, yeah. That one is. As strange as this one, yeah. I think, for it being like a like fully produced compilation, but like, yeah, there's some fine stuff on it. The Unbreak My Heart cover is without a doubt the standout. Yeah, it's so good. Um, but will that's the end of this? That's, that's the, the end, end of Pacific of Daydream. It is. Uh, it's a real weak back half. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It I, starts off, in my opinion, strong. I maybe you know maybe Sweet Mary should have been moved up and put it like up in there instead of Happy Hour. So you start off with this like yeah. murderer's row of great songs, <laughs> Beach Boys, um, feels like summer, and then like the second half you can just skip. <laughs> That's sort of how like the I feel like Red Album sort of has that a little bit where it's sort of like half of this is really good and yeah. half of this is whack. Um, but like I think I don't know like because I I think I I mean I said this two or three episodes ago. Uh, but like when I saw them for the, everything will be all right in the end tour, they started with the greatest hits acoustic. 
Yeah. And then plugged in for everything will be all right in the end. So everybody was on board. It's like, fuck yeah, they're playing guitars. I think you got to... You got to hit us with the stuff that's not good first. Okay. And then hit us with a Sweet Mary. Hit me with... I, Mexican Fender is a great start. Uh, yeah. So imagine the album was bookended by Mexican Fender and, and then Sweet, Sweet Mary. I mean, I think it really would change people's perception a lot. Yes. Because then I think you could probably move... And then every other one would be bad. So then, like, sure. Let's say let's say Beach Boys is at two. Then followed by... Feels Like, Feels like Summer. Summer. Great. And then we move up Weekend Woman after yeah, that. Yeah, that's a little better. And then... Change the title of QB Blitz to something like But Oxygen. Put yes. that next. Missing you, you Like Oxygen is a great ooh, t- title. Love it, yeah. But it also is sort of like blinded me with science. Uh, so? <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're right. Just call it blinded me with science. You, you know already what? called an album the White Album. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you obviously don't care. And the if Black some, Album. Yeah, if something's been occupied yeah. by another pop culture person, that doesn't bother Rivers. He doesn't care. Call uh, it American Pie. <laughs> like, call it whatever you want. Call it American Pie Presents Bandcamp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Will... Do we have any party thoughts on this album? Will you return to this album? I know that you have, but um, like. I, I return to every Weezer album yeah. sometimes. I, I think the the front half of this album is pretty. This is, this is like a half for me. Half yeah. this album is pretty good. I, I would put it, some of the songs in my playlist. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I would have a long playlist, but like, <laughs> I would. Yeah, I would put Sweet Mary and I would put Beach Boys and I would put Feels Like yeah. Summer in a playlist. I, I I stand by the take of like if this was on. And you were splashing around the pool. You're eating some hot dogs, maybe drinking some, I'll say beers. What? Maybe some beers. Oh. Or whatever drink you want. Maybe it's a. Gosh, man. You're so reckless. I'm freaking crazy. Man. The thing about that, I haven't really let it go on the sh- on the show yet. I haven't really cut oh, loose. Wild, man. But we're just a couple of we're crazy couple guys. Of UCB dudes. Yeah, we're a couple of crazy UCB dudes. Yeah. I, I freaking party. Wow, dude. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I can see it. I, I don't think I've told this story yet. I um at a DCM in New York at a bar that all the LA people went to because we're too afraid to intermingle with New Molly York. Molly Wee's. Yeah, Molly Wee, that's right, which is a bad bar. Yeah. Uh, but we had good times good, there. Good location for the for the old DCM. Great, yes. And uh there was a, a jukebox that had you know, like whatever song, because like it's like a computer basically, so you just yeah. pay to get credits. And they had the Pinkerton Deluxe on there, and I only played like I played like five you gave straight. Your love to me softly. Or yeah, whatever. I played five straight like B sides from the Pinkerton Deluxe. It's not bad. And but like uh, people maybe. hated it. Oh yeah, <laughs> they were so mad because they wanted to hear like uh, late night drinking beer yeah. drinking songs. They wanted to hear like the shots song and uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. They wanted where's shots? <laughs> they want to hear shots. They want to hear party in the USA. Party in the yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend and I have a theory that everyone at UCB's favorite song is Since You've Been Gone. Because every, <laughs> every time we've gone to like a UCB party and it's come on, everyone has gone crazy. It's like one of those songs like Don't Stop Believing" or whatever. That yeah. if there's a little alcohol in people's systems and it comes on. Everyone, everyone knows is it. on board. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and like I can't say that I haven't been on board for it as well. Uh, sure. But it's, it's just very funny that it's the official song of UCB and that's that's – it's That's not the so tea. bad. It's not so bad. That's the tea. Wow. Serving some tea. That's right. Uh, or spilling some tea? I think I'm serving it. Okay. That's nice. <laughs> 
Uh, we're cool. I, what I guess I like most about us is we're super cool. We're very cool. We give off an energy of chaos and party. Oh, People man. see Will Hines and Matt Apodaca come like, uh-oh. They don't even think about Andrew WK first. No, they're like, these are, these are the party boys. They taught him yeah. how to party. Yeah, he uh, was a little lame. <laughs> he didn't wear any white t-shirts. And then these guys no. came along. Showed him how to do it. Two guys who I assume are both afraid to wear a white t-shirt. That's right. I don't want to get, I don't want to spill. It was my whole thing. Uh, yeah, no, I, know. I don't want any mustard on there. No, I'm always thinking I'm going to get mustard on a white shirt. Truly, every time. Cause, and how often am I eating something that's dripping in with mustard? Almost never. Like, I yeah. do love mustard, but I'm a clean eater. Anyway, <laughs> Will, was there anything you like to plug at this time? We did it at the beginning. Um, I have a podcast yes. called Screw. We're just going to talk about the Beatles and another one called Screw. We're just going to talk about comics. The comics one is more active. My brother and I every week are talking about comics we loved as kids. Yes. Look, I'll be honest. It's a real old man podcast. <laughs> we are middle-aged, sedate dudes, but we we grew up uh, as really good friends and we love these comics. So it's like a brother podcast and a comic book one. We're doing the Fantastic Four. Wow. 1960s issues of the Fantastic Four, which is truly wild stuff. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's, that's great. That's, that's my plug. Well, awesome. And uh, anywhere on social media you like to be I'm followed? I'm on uh, Twitter, Will Hines, W-I-L-L-H-I-N-E-S. It's 100% lies. Follow my Twitter feed. It's 100% lies. <laughs> no, uh, there's a very – truly do follow Will because every time I do see one of your tweets, I go, <laughs> you did it again. Yeah. It's very good. I'm glad you're, you seem to be crushing it on Twitter, and that's yeah. great. Um, he, I tweet about all these auditions I never have and <laughs> scripts I'm not really writing. and But – my Hollywood career on Twitter is awesome. <laughs> it is that sort of like, uh, I mean, if you if enough people are buzzing, if people see that, I feel like I do see people doing this like every time they're at like an audition or something, they're like doing like a story that they're at an audition. And it's like, hey, somebody's going to see that and think they're booking a lot and then like bring them in for an audition. Yeah. I think it works. I don't think it's bad. No. I have felt better about myself <laughs> since I've started lying on Twitter. Sometimes if I am feeling down, I will straight up tweet, I'm just great. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it does make you feel better for like a second because like if three people like it, they're like, at least somebody agrees. Yeah. Uh, for me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Apodaca. Uh, and then you can follow the show at WWTHTA Weezer Pod. And then you, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email uh, WWTHTA Weezer Pod at gmail.com and maybe we'll read it on the show. Will, thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Turn it up. <laughs> <laughs>